Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. His mercy endures forever. It's so good to see everybody here this morning. Amen. That's good. Thank you. Praise God. Um, we are going to continue our series. I may have been blessed by the series, um, Spiritual Appraisal. Amen. Amen. We pray that this will add value to your life. Amen. Value. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I pray that you will think through my mind. May my words be seasoned with grace. Give me the tongue of the learn that I may know how to speak a word to them that are weary. Make my tongue of, penny, of a pen of a ready writer. Speak to your people from your wisdom, from your word. Father, I thank you for the trajectory that you have for your people. I thank you that today, as a result of today, that the plans of the enemy are aborted. Oh, Father, I thank you for this. Because of this message today, that it will set up your people to live the rest of their lives on the earth, mm -hmm. being fruitful and productive, producing upon this earth fruit that remains. Father, we pray for eternal fruit to remain. Father, in the name of Jesus, May this teaching and this preaching and this prophesying not be in vain. Father, unless I labor in vain, Father, I pray, unless you build the house, our labor is in vain. And I'm asking you to build this house both spiritually and naturally. Build this house. Build your people with the wisdom, the pillars of wisdom so that they can have a fruitful life that will carry over into eternity. In the name of Jesus, Lord, our goal is not just to get to heaven, but to have fruit, to have rewards to cast at your feet. Father, may we not be a fruitless Christian, but may we be fruitful and productive. May every endeavor, Christian endeavor, be clothed with the grace of God. And I minister out of that those graces that you have given me as a teacher and as a pastor and as a prophetic voice to this generation. I open my mouth and yield myself to the spirit of the living God who lives on the inside of me. And it's with holy boldness I approach your throne. And out of those graces I minister. May life be deposited into your people. May grace deposits things that will come up not only in three days from now, not only in 21 days, not only in 40 days, but in decades to come. Even at the end of their lives, they'll look back from this day and say, thank God for the wisdom factor. For it is the wisdom of God 
that sent Jesus to the cross. And I thank you for it. And Lord, I ask that you will baptize us afresh with wisdom from on high. May you give unto us our liberal portion of wisdom for this day that we may minister out of that wisdom. For you said wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is the principal thing. And they're all I getting to get wisdom and to get understanding. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for that anointing that teaches, that anointing that goes beyond the natural, that anointing that destroys yokes, that removes burdens, that destroys ignorance, that causes people to be well informed. And I, above that, I thank you for the impartation, the revelatory impartation into their spirits to set them up for the rest of their lives. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for the utterance. I claim supernatural divine utterance. And Father, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will grant unto this, these your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. And we give your name, glory, and honor. Lift up your hands and let's minister to him. Father, we worship you. We honor you. We bless your name. Arise from your throne, O God, and receive our praise. We praise you. We speak well of you, for you are high and lifted up. We extol you. We exalt you, for you are the almighty God. There is no one who can reckon with you, for you are a force to be reckoned with. You are the sovereign one. You are the holy one. You are the mighty one. You are all wise, for you you are the wisdom that we seek. And God, I thank you. We worship you and we honor you, the ancient of days. Oh, you who was and is and is to come. Oh, Father, you don't change. There is no shadow turning with you, for you remain the same. You are unchangeable. You are un you, oh God, I thank you. You are unstoppable. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to talk about spiritual appraisal, the wisdom factor, the wisdom factor. We've been talking about spiritual appraisal. When you think about a, appraisal, you think about the value of something. And how many know that we are called to increase our value in the lives of people? Amen. We want to increase that. Constantly thinking about how can we be a blessing? How can we add to people's lives and not take away? So I pr my prayer is that, again, that this, the, this series is adding value to your life. God has more in store for us than we can imagine. And we will continue to talk about spiritual appraisal all the way to the end of this year. And then we'll begin the new year with holy habits or the habits of grace where we talk about spiritual disciplines. We're going to focus on at least seven spiritual disciplines and how to pursue God through these spiritual disciplines. And I may even continue to do a small mini series about wisdom. I've been thinking about this for over a year, been meditating on wisdom for a year and some change really all my life, but specifically in light of teaching. And I want to start out with what is wisdom? What is wisdom? I love dictionaries. I have a lot of dictionaries. I think I have about six or seven on, underneath my desk. Um, one from all the way from the 1800s. 
and then I have dictionaries that was just produced in the last couple of years. And so I, I believe that there are power in words. Our words have power. And I believe that we have yet to tap into the power of words. I love words. There's something about I have a, a library full of books because I love words. There's something about words. God is a God of words. And we need to be intentional with our words. We need to speak life and not death. We need to pray words. My, my boys enjoy me praying. They, they, they want me to do the long prayers. <laughs> I'm like, why do you want me to do the long prayers? And I'll be half tired. I'm like, I, don't, I just want to say, Jesus, well, and God bless you. But they want me to go in and pray about their wives and about their children. And I do that almost once a week, but they want me to do it every day. Oh, pray about our careers. Pray about our, our pastors, you know, our future pastors. And pray about our employers and our employees. And begin to pray concerning the, the, our homes in the future. And, and, and so I got them conditioned to, hey, we need to start praying about the future now. <laughs> and, and I told them, I prayed for you before you were ever conceived. I prayed for you when I was a kid. <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to get, have kids more than I wanted to have marriage. <laughs> and I began to pray for my children and my children's children. And I even now praying for the generations after me if Jesus tarries his coming. Amen. How many know we need to think generational? Amen. Think about people after us. Thank God for the foremothers and the forefathers who went before us. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is a wonderful thing. And it's so good to hear babies crying. I, don't let that bother you. It is a blessing. Whenever you hear babies crying out, it, is, it speaks about life. It speaks about the opportunity to pass the faith down to the next generation. Amen. Don't ever get distracted with kids and, and the service. They're supposed to be in the service. Children's church is a plus. It's the icing on the cake. <laughs> but they're supposed to be in the service so we can serve them. They can grow up hearing the word, growing up seeing worship and prayers. Amen. <laughs> uh, so wisdom, what is it? It is the ability or result of an, uh, uh, excuse me, it is the ability or the result of an ability to think and act utilizing knowledge and experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. What I'll do for you is I'll make sure that this is going to be on the website so you don't have to take a lot of notes, okay? So I'll provide the notes for you so that you can have these later. Um, you may want to tap that because I have a lot of information. So the first definition is the ability or the result of an ability to think. How many know that God wants us to be thinkers? We need to think, be critical thinkers. That doesn't mean criticize everything, but it means to think in a way that is beyond the average person thinking. You know, we need to think in generations. We need to think biblically. We need to think about Jesus. We need to think about the end results. Before you do something, think about the results of, of what you're about to do. That has kept me from sinning, <laughs> to think about the results of that. If I do this, then this will happen. How many know that that's the wisdom of God? To think about something uh, before it actually happens. Um, I'm going to talk about this, I think, next week about time, and, the, the, and I, I'll mention this again, but I, I sense in my heart that I need to mention it now. Often, I, 
I'll never forget when I, was, I served as youth pastor, there was a young man who, who um, wanted to connect with me, and I didn't have a lot of time, and the Lord showed me like his, his ladder, or um, like tw- 15 years later, and I saw it, and it was like, you need to spend time with them because it's coming. That said, I never forget that I was a couple few years ago, my son just turned 10, and he, he had to be three or four, and I was working two or three jobs at the time. And, and, and the Lord dealt with me about, you need to spend time with your son because time is ticking. And all of a sudden, I saw flash before me him as an adult. And I just said, okay, God. <laughs> And, and, and the Lord will bring that to my remembrance from time and time again. Don't get caught up in what you're doing that you neglect your, your, your calling to make him a disciple. You know, we need to think about our kids as little people. Really, adults are little children and kids are, uh, kids are adults are big children and, and kids are little people. They're little people. And so we're preparing Future husbands, future mothers, future wives, future fathers. Are you with me? Future employers. So it does matter. And we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit la- next week. Okay, so wisdom is also uh, accumulated knowledge or enlightenment. It is the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting. It's insight. Often, as I looked up this word, it actually means common sense. But I realize common sense is not a good definition because everybody doesn't have the same sense. <laughs> I, I like to say God sense because everybody doesn't always have the same sense. Some people got some different types of senses. <laughs> and so it, it, what was common is not common anymore in these United States of America. <laughs> um, wisdom is experience and knowledge together with the power of applying them critically or practically. Now, let me give you the biblical definitions. Those are from my six defin- uh, dictionaries. The one from 18 something all the way to, I think the last one was 2022, uh, 20, 2020. So these, these are the biblical definitions of wisdom. Divine insight. Divine insight. So when you think about wisdom, as far as the word of God is concerned, it's divine insight. It also, wisdom is prudence, prudence, sound judgment, insight into the true nature of things. So when we talk about the wisdom of God, we're talking about the insight, having insight into the true nature of something. It is the ability to discern modes of actions with a view to their results. It is the ability to discern modes of action with a view to their results. Also, it means understanding. Or intelligence. Now, this is PD's definition of of wisdom. It is the ability to take the natural with a far greater reach. It is the ability to take the natural with a far greater reach. This is another definition of PD's from PD's um, dictionary. It is God's insight into the affairs of life. It is how God sees things. It is God's solution for life's complexity. That's, that's the wisdom. I, I got that from PD's dictionary. 
It is God. How many know that you have the dictionary and you have de definitions, but then you need a working definition of it? Yeah. Um, Dr. Frederick Price, uh, he shared the working definition of faith. Faith is acting on the word of God. That, that, that changed my life forever. So you can have the, 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 just the plain Jane um, definition, but then you need a functional definition. How do we apply this? What does this mean? And so, again, the last part is it is God's insight into the affairs of life. It is how God sees things. It is God's solution for life's, life's complexity. There is nothing like wisdom. It will change your trajectory. Most of the people that I know have only tapped into a small percentage of the wisdom that is available to them. There is an abundance of wisdom that is available to every born again believer. The wisdom of God is like the ocean. It's an unlimited source. It needs to be on your prayer list. As you, as you worship the Lord our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and so forth. And, and you talk about forgiveness and you talk about um, providing for us. But you need to add to that list wisdom. And so wisdom, I have a thing where I have a little sticky and I put the vision of the day. What is the vision for the day? People talk, often talk about vision in the next five years, 10 years, and 20 years. But what's the vision for the day? God time, <laughs> um, you know, to exercise, you know, work out an hour a day to, to you know, to, to do my work effectively, efficiently, to get this paper in, to da, 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 so forth. We need to pray for wisdom for the day. So when I, again, I'm going to give you practicality. I pray for my boys and I say, Lord, give them wisdom for this day. May they make the wise decisions with their with not jobs, but with their schooling. May they learn beyond the teacher's ability to teach them. Holy Spirit, give them wisdom. And I even, you know, because I'm dealing with kids, four-year-old and a 10-year-old, I see like a coloring book and I, and I see like a coloring sheet. And, and God, I'm asking you to color or mark up their day with wisdom. That's how he gave it to me. Mark their day up with wisdom. Everything that they do, let them, let, with, with the words they speak, the, the, the opportunity to, to apply what they know to be true. Mark their day. And then I get, I get caught. And this is what they like. I get caught up and I say, Lord, mark their lives with wisdom. God, I pray every opportunity. May they have wisdom with it. God, wisdom with finances, wisdom with their body, wisdom with their mind, wisdom with their words, wisdom with their relationships. Come on. Wisdom with their employers, wisdom with grants and scholarships, wisdom with their professors. Wisdom. Come on. <laughs> you see how I'm telling you, they love when I get in that vein because I could go for an hour and some change and it's like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this every day. Some days I just want to say, Jesus, well, God bless you. Lord, let them have a good night's sleep because <laughs> I want to go to bed. But they want me to stay in that vein because the anointing comes and I'll just be going, and I go to tongues and interpretation. <laughs> I was like, and, 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 and I'm just be very practical. So Des Declan has a, um, sometimes he's tempted to be too sensitive. He'll cry at the, at the drop of a pen. 
So the wisdom God came to me and says, this is how you deal with that. I said, you will not be too sensitive. You need to be sensitive to God and to people, but you don't need to be too sensitive. I speak to the leader in you. <laughs> he gives, he says, I said, I want you to wipe your face. <laughs> and I want you to baby up, toddler up. <laughs> and I want you to take it. Because <laughs> there's some things that are going to hurt you in this life. But you need to be strong. <laughs> I speak to the leader. <laughs> no, you're not going to be too sensitive. You'll be sensitive to God and you'll have compassion. But you won't be a wimp. They, they will not walk over you. And I speak that to him. <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, daddy. Okay. And you're going to eat that food. You're going to eat that oatmeal. And you're going to get ready to brush your teeth. Yes, sir. And then today, I was upstairs. He said, daddy, I ate the oatmeal. <laughs> that was the wisdom of God. My upbringing is like, get the bell out. You, boy, <laughs> it's not always the wisdom because it can turn them away. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to whip. I'm not, I'm not one of those that say, you know, but you need to have wisdom. Every kid is different. I can just look Destin's way. He'll just get up. But Declan, he wants to know why, why, why. The wisdom of God. So I start speaking to um, things in, in their lives and, and, and getting the wisdom as a parent and being sensitive to my wife and getting the wisdom as a pastor. I mean, we need wisdom. Amen. So again, my last definition is, is God's insight into the affairs of life. It is how God sees things. It is God's solution for life's complexity. Amen. And there's an abundance of wisdom for all of us. We can all be wise people. <laughs> That's the beauty of God. We don't, it doesn't have to be one person that has all this wisdom, but all of us can have this wisdom every day. Increasing, we have we've been living beneath our privileges. Increasing your value and influence across the kingdoms. And we talk about three kingdoms. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of man, or the kingdom of humanity, and the kingdom of darkness. How do you increase your value? How do you become a threat to the devil? The devil's not afraid of you coming to church. He's afraid of you being the church. <laughs> you, when you put into practice what you believe, that's when you're a threat. He says, oh boy, they, they woke up. They got woke. That's the real woke. When you start waking up who you are in Christ, wait a minute. Oh no. Oh, who, this is who I am and I don't have to deal with this. And I can follow the Lord through this. Amen. Go with me to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe that this, that the Lord has given me, and I've, again, I've never had the Lord deal with me with a message like he has done with this. I've been preaching 26, 27 years, and I've never had the Lord deal with it. I, I mean, I get stuff all the time. And just supernaturally just downloads. I wake up in the middle of the night and I, between my phone and iPad, and I'm speaking concerning what's God given me concerning this message. I've never had anything like that. I don't, I, I'm like, I wish this was like every message. <laughs> Lord, please let it be every message. Last week's message, it was horrible. I thought it was horrible because I was half tired. <laughs> I said, Dave, don't put that out there. We're going to repost the one before. I'm going to come back and do it right. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to pray in tongues a lot <laughs> over the message, so let's, let's wait on that. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 1, and you, are from, you should be familiar with the story of Solomon. 
Solomon was one of the wisest men in the world. He, he was wealthy, and yet he was dumb. <laughs> he had all them concubines. <laughs> he was crazy. You know, like, wait, wisdom and, and ignorance. <laughs> and so here he is. He's praying to the Lord. And, and my mom taught this to me and read this to me when I was a little boy. And, and I, I began to pray for wisdom because of this. My, my, my motives wasn't always right, but I'm going to talk about that in a minute. It says, in the night, Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 7, it says, in that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, you have shown great and steadfast love to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Oh, Lord God, let your word to David, my father, be now fulfilled. For you have made me king over a people as numerous, numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and to come in before this people. For who can govern this people of yours, which is so great? And God answered Solomon, because this was in your heart and you have not asked for, for possessions, wealth and honor or the life of those who hate you and have not even asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may govern my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I will also give you riches, possessions, and honor, such as none of the kings had who were before you, and none after you shall have the like. So Solomon came from the high place of Gibeon and before the tent of meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. So we see this from the word of God that God came to Solomon asking him, what do you, what do you want me to give you? What is it that you'll have me do for you? And here Solomon asks for wisdom. God was so impressed with this request that he not only gave him the wisdom, but he added some wealth and some health and some, some honor along with it. This shows me that your motives do matter to God. It does really matter how you approach them and why you won't. Uh, when dealing with people with healing, my, my first inclination is to pray for them to be healed. But sometimes you have to ask them, what is your motives? Why do you want to be healed? You know, that, that's a good question. Well, I want to be healed so I can just do whatever I want to do. Well, wrong answer. <laughs> why do you want to be healthy and wealthy? Why do you want to get out of debt? So I can just, be, you know, spend money <laughs> like whoever. But no, you really have to check your motives. What is your motives? What's, what's on your mind? What do you, what, why, why do you do the things that you do? So wisdom can bring you wealth and health. And above these blessings, the wisdom is really given to us to be pleasing to God. God is pleased when we are people of wisdom. When the church was make, um, beginning to select deacons, they just didn't select men who were full of the Holy Spirit, but the Bible says who were full of wisdom and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Here, Solomon is praying for wisdom. 
and people came from far and near to sit at the feet of Solomon. One lady, she came, <laughs> the queen, she came, and because of the wisdom, it took her breath away. How many know that that's the wisdom of God? Not so much to impress, I, I took your breath away, you know, but to actually bless people to such a the point that it, it add value to them, and they recognize that. Solomon, again, asks for wisdom to be able to do what he was born to do. He asks for wisdom to execute the will of God and his place in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of man. That, that turns the whole wisdom thing around. Because sometimes we seek wisdom for what it can do for us. But if you'll seek wisdom to walk with God and to do his will, the other things will be added. God is a mathematician. He likes to subtract things from your life. He likes to add things to your life. He likes to multiply and he likes to divide things in your life. Everything about God, he, he, he created numbers. He is the author of numbers. Numbers are infinity, right? It, they don't end. And so God, it speaks of who God is. If you really understand math, you'll really understand God. <laughs> he, he does. He, he's a mathematician. He'll add something to your life and oh, bless you real good. He'll turn around and take something from your life. And then he'll multiply your, your efforts. And then he'll divide things. <laughs> he does that all the time. Learn to recognize what he's doing in your life. Is he adding? Is he subtracting? Oh, well, what scripture you have? Glad you asked. John talks about how as you bear forth fruit, he purges it. I'll purge you so you can bring forth more. So he took away. And Job said it like this, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. He'll give you a season of prosperity and then he'll turn around and allow you to go through famine to see if you have the wisdom to walk, still walk with him. Do you love him enough if everything in your life is taken away? <laughs> can you still serve him when you don't have any money? And can you serve him when you do have money? Can you serve him when you, there's no friends? Can you serve him when there, there's abundance of friends? God is, is he, he's not, he's concerned about your circumstances, but more so he's concerned about your character. He's concerned about what's left. Do you love, are you going after him? You know, I believe in faith. I believe in prosperity. But at the same token, I do understand to walk with God. You got to love him regardless of your circumstances. Amen. 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 Sounds like as a result of this God-centered prayer that Solomon prayed, God added to him riches, possessions, and honor. Sounds a lot like Matthew 6:33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that the Gentiles, those who don't have a covenant with God, are seeking after will be added to you. God will add some things to you, but you got to put, you got to make him first. You got to not only got to make him first, but you got to make him. I heard Dr. Eric Mason say this. You got to make him the center of your life. He is it's through him. You live and move and have your existence. He's the center. He's the core of you. Not just first on the list. He is the list. He's like the wheel. And inside of the center of the wheel, everything else flows. 
So he got to be the center of your life. Jesus, is he the center of your life? Is he the, the, the Lord of your life? Is he your everything? Is he your life? Amen. Seeking God's kingdom first is putting God at the center of your life, making Jesus the Lord of your life, following the Holy Spirit and receiving the entire word of God as your source and as your faith and practice. It's going, it's going after why you were born for his glory. There's a lot of self-help books, and I believe in them, right? I'm will, reading Will Smith's book with all the cuss words in it that is making me sick. And I'm like, Jesus, but there's enough wisdom in it that I can use for the glory of God. Lord, protect my words, protect my mind. Don't let my boys read it until they're ready for it. So I got to hide some books. Say, Lord, don't let, because they be like, oh, Will Smith said it. No, no. Sorry. I just told on myself. Uh, there's a lot of self-help books and, and, oh, you can be a better version of yourself and all these things. And there, there's some truths to that. But why do we want to do those things? For God's glory. We want to be fit for his kingdom. There are people in the kingdom that are unfit for the master's use. And then there's people who are fit for the master's use. Amen. So it's having a heart for why you were born. Why was I born? Why did God call me to come into existence? Why do I exist? I exist for God. I exist for his glory. I'm, I'm born to, to, to walk with him. I'm born to do his will. He has put inside of me both to, to, to will and to do of his good pleasure. I'm born to do his will. Amen. And that should be our hearts. When we talk about destiny and purpose, we got to go after him. I want him. I, I want you so much. I want you more than life. It's also having a heart for the saved and having the heart for the unsaved. There's some people who have the heart for the unsaved and they condemn the saved. Be careful of that. Oh, I, I just want the loss. I just want the loss. But you got to want the saved too because God loves the saved and the unsaved. He reigns on the just and the unjust. He's concerned about the unsaved just as much as he's concerned about the saved. <laughs> that changes everything. Paul said to Timothy, he says, do good to everybody, especially the household of God. Especially. Yeah, that was free. <laughs> Loving people, forgiving people. Don't be so quick to forgive a stranger that you, for you don't forgive your spouse or your children or your parents or your brothers or your sisters. Sometimes we talk about neighbors, love your neighbors as yourself. The closest ones to you are your neighbors in your house. <laughs> that, that's the hardest part. It's easy to love somebody you don't see all the time, but it's hard to love someone and forgive them over and over. When are you going to stop doing this? <laughs> the Bible says 70 times 7 for that day. Forgive them over the same offense. <laughs> Amen. So we see, so I want you, I want, I want you to begin to seek wisdom like never before. As we enter into 2022, begin to seek the wisdom of God. So go with me to Proverbs 8. All right, I got to watch my time. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, and let's go. 
This Proverbs, <coughs> you need to study it sometimes. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. Proverbs 8, and let's look at verses 1 through 5. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, the, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out loud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of men. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. This is wisdom. Wisdom cries out. Wisdom is crying out to you today. When you negate the word of God, you close your ears to the wisdom of God. When you negate. Now the word negate means to make ineffective or void, nullified, invalid, to deny. When you and I deny the word of God, we close our ears to wisdom. When you neglect the word of God, you, you, you fail to give due attention to the word of God. You fail to think about it thoughtfully. Um, to, to neglect is to, to fail through thoughtlessness or carelessness, to ignore or disregard. You are failing to receive the wisdom of God. Sometimes people want to pray, give me wisdom when God has given us his word. The word of God is the wisdom of God. You cannot get wisdom outside of the word. And so there's two types of wisdom, James says, the wisdom that is from on the earth and the wisdom that is from above. The word of God is the wisdom of God. Sometimes people want something more than this. This is the wisdom of God. So when you negate and neglect the word of God, you're closing your ears to the wisdom of God. When you and I override the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we're neglecting the wisdom of God. The, wisdom, the Lord will lead you and guide you. It is the easiest thing to hear from God. Let me say that again. This is going to blow your mind. It is the easiest thing to hear from God. People have made hearing from God some special category. You can hear from God right now. You can open your heart and he can speak to you. It is easy to hear from God. The hard part is to do what you have heard. People want words. Give me words. Give me words. Give me words. I can get my own word. I don't need a prophet to give me a word. I can get my own word. The prophet will affirm what God has already spoken to me. We're not led to be led by prophecies. We're to be led by the word of God. And if you pray long enough, God will speak to you. You just, just pray. Just start praying and, and doing what you know to do. And next thing you know, he'll speak to you. It, it, it's nothing for God to speak to his people, but it's another thing for them to hearken, to obey what they're hearing. So it doesn't make you spiritual because you can hear from God. What makes you spiritual is when you obey him. <laughs> I mean, I could give you your address, your social security number, bank account. That, that's great. Don't be impressed with that. Praise God. All right, you hear from God. Welcome to Spirit-Led Believers 101. <laughs> you called out my aunt. God bless you. Don't be moved by that. Okay, test it. Okay, what do you say? Does it line up with the wisdom of God? Because a familiar spirit can give you that. 
<laughs> I never forget. I was um, I was dating this young lady, and she she was six years older than me. I was 19. She was 25. And uh, <laughs> hey, stop it. <laughs> and so we we had, had conversations um, about marriage and so forth. And we were in the service, and a man came over, and he says he began to tell me everything that we talked about the night before. And he said, and that woman is your wife. Thank Jesus I had enough wisdom not to marry her. Thank God. Amen. Amen. I would not probably be in ministry now if I had obeyed that false prophet prophecies. See, so don't go based on what somebody says. They can tell you that, you know, they can give you words, specific things. But that doesn't mean that they everything they do is is right. Everything they believe is right. There's some people that's highly anointed in ministry, but un- highly unanointed in their lives. And my dad and mom taught me well. He says, and, and Kenneth Hagen, E. Hagen taught me well, says, you want an anointed life. Not just the anointing behind the pulpit. It's easy to be anointed. Got to use anybody. But that, that habitation, I don't want a visitation. I want a habitation. I want to walk with him and talk with him and commune with him and, and, and follow him. It's the small thing. It's the mundane day, um, times when, when it's dry and, and you're praying and, and it's cold outside and, you, and, and you're praying and, and it doesn't seem like anything's happening. Walking with God even in the dry seasons. You know, it's not just the high. Everybody can be like, oh, I love you, and everything's going well. But when you're going through hell, you're like, oh, Lord. It, it's, 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 that's, the, that's the refiner's fire. That's the, God's putting you through the fire and, and allowing his, the character of his son to be formed in you. I see that went over really well. <laughs> so we see wisdom crying out. You, you will not be able to say you didn't know. <laughs> um, because um, you got God's word available to you through all types of platforms. There's no excuse to not know the word of God. You got cell phones and YouTube and, I mean, all kinds of things. We should be word people full of the word. Neglect some of the television stations, I mean, shows for a season or two or three or four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Hey, I'm going to put the word of God in my heart because I need abundance of it. All right, let's go down to the second one. All right, um, verses 6 through 11. It says, chapter 8, it says, Hear, for I will speak noble things. From my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is is abomination to my lips. To my lips. And it goes on, it says, And all the words of my mouth are righteous, and there's nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instructions instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot be compared to her, with her. So wisdom is supreme. It should be above your prosperity. Amen. Like uh, Sister Benita just said, you can actually get all the things. Having Jesus doesn't necessarily, you don't need Jesus to get a house or a car. But when you put him first, he'll add it to you. It'll be effortless. <laughs> the grace, the super will be on your natural. So, so it's not, you know, you can get riches naturally or you can get it divine riches because your heart is right. Your motives is right. And so here we see that wisdom should be above all. 
Um, the benefits of wisdom. The wisdom of God speaks noble things and right things. There's nothing evil about the wisdom that is from above. And so we see as we seek after this wisdom, God's wisdom will give us, show us how to do things rightly. How to have, you know, it's far better to have a, 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 a successful family than to have a successful business. Because if you have a successful family, you have that for the rest of your life. Successful business only lasts here. God, I, I will not, I told the ministers the other day, I will not allow my family to go to hell. I will not, I will walk away from ministry and spend all my time making sure that they have a sure foundation. I will pray and fast until the heavens invade their lives. They can't get away because I'm going to pray. Me and their mom are praying and they go, and when they go to do wrong, the prayers of the righteous avails. Amen. You can run, but you can't hide. God is with you. God is praying. You know, my mom and dad prayed me out some ungodly situations. Uh, the reason I got my wife is because my, my mom prayed every day for my wife. I wanted another wife. <laughs> I wanted to lose my virginity <laughs> before time. And she prayed to heaven shook. I'll never forget. I was in this girl's dorm. She, this girl can sing. I was working at a Christian bookstore. She came in. She looked beautiful. And that's all I'm saying. And, and she began to sing. And she sung me under the counter. I never had. I was like, oh, God. This got to be my wife. This has to be my wife. And then when she opened her mouth, she could quote scriptures. And quotes, uh, we were going back. I was like, oh, God, this is it. This is it. And then she's like, come over to my door. I was like, all right. And so my friend, my friend was like, don't do it. Don't do it, Dwayne. Don't do it. I said, no, this is the Lord's doing. <laughs> I went over to her dorm. And up to the point, I hadn't really been listening to secular music. I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music growing up. She had Brian McKnight on. I said, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> And I was like, tonight, I'm going to lose my virginity. Tonight, tonight, I'm going. And she, and, and, and she was like, but I don't see you like that. Like, what do you mean? Do you want me to hit you a couple times for the irrigo? Like, what do you mean? She said, you, you're too godly. Well, tonight, I don't want God. I want you. God, this is a true story. I have friends praying for me, interceding, oh, Lord, save him, deliver him from the strange woman. And they were crying out. I was like, no, I want the strange woman. Mama waking up in the middle of the night praying in tongues, Lord, wherever my son is, get a hold of him. And I'm like, I want to give me a kiss or something. I mean, we got Brian McKnight home. I mean, tonight I want it. And she's like, I can't do it. Something special about you. I don't want to be special. <laughs> they told me that all my life. <laughs> Tonight I won't be unspecial. <laughs> True story. Mama prayed. Y'all know y'all met Brad, the black white PD. He prayed, and some other friends. They were praying, and they were going in tongues. They said we prayed you out of that. She was a strange woman. She was a strange woman. She was very strange. Broke up marriages and all kinds of stuff. But she could sing the devil down. <laughs> I mean, had a voice like the voice, Whitney Houston. And I'm like, oh, God, this got to be it. But thank God for the prayers. Your prayers will affect your children and your parents and your relatives and your friends. 
begin to release those prayers and they'll go after. I pray every day, Lord, deliver my sons from unreasonable wicked men and strange men and strange women. They'll never be turned out. They'll never, in the name of Jesus, I claim their virginity. It is important. It is important. I claim their virginity for their spouses. Oh God, I thank you. We won't have no rebellion years at this house. In the name of Jesus, they'll be obedient. They'll love God and they'll love life. <laughs> you know, they'll, be, they'll smile. They won't be have that 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 devil um, sign of preachers' kids. They'll be a happy happy kids. Now, I mean, we laugh and, and, and look at crazy stuff and, and, you know, we've got Will, you know, clean Will Smith on the, on the Alexa and all kinds of stuff. I mean, we, it's not just, you know, the tradition, but we, we have life and then we sit down and say, hey, you can't watch that because, you know, that, that agenda is there. Oh, uh, you know, what about, amen. <laughs> amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The wisdom of God. Verse, I'm going to let you go, 12, 20, 12 through 21, real quick. It says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I find knowledge and discretion. For the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance in the way of evil, and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight and I have strength. By me, this is wisdom, by wisdom, kings reign. And rulers decree what is just. By me or by wisdom, princes rule and nobles are all who govern justly. I love those who what? Who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. You got to love wisdom and you got to seek after wisdom. Riches and honors are with me. And not only that, but enduring wealth and rich righteousness. Enduring the righteous pursuit of wealth is with wisdom. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness and in the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasures. So we see the benefits of wisdom or the fruits of wisdom. It's prudence. How many know we need prudence to have understanding and practical wisdom? Prudence in the management of affairs, quickness of apprehension, being having a quick understanding, being able to connect the dots, having critical thinking skills, having soft skills. Come on. Having the ability to hear and, and ability to see and to observe um, this. The benefits of wisdom includes knowledge and discretion, sound judgment. People die because of the lack of knowledge. Knowledge is not power, but it's knowledge acted upon that is power. You can have all the knowledge you want. Now, I know people who are lifetime students have no knowledge. Ever learning, but never able to come to the truth. Counsel, if the benefits of wisdom is counsel and sound wisdom and insight and strength, and then riches and honor and enduring wealth. I'm talking about not just natural wealth, but enduring wealth, rich in the word, rich in holiness, rich in the spirit of God, rich in the fruits of the spirit, rich in thinking and rich in relationships. This is what wisdom has. Amen. Y'all making me preach out of wisdom. Verse 22 through 31 says, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. 
when there was no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills I was brought forth, before he had made the earth with the fields or the first of the dust of the world, where he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned the sea its limit so that the waters may not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundation of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman. I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, delighting in the children of man. Amen. This is wisdom. Glory to God. Wisdom was, was used at the beginning of the Lord's work. Wisdom was besides, beside the Lord. Wisdom was the Lord's master workman. Wisdom was his daily delight. So if we get some wisdom, we can become his daily delight. We can, God, how many know God wants us to be like him? And one of the ways that we can become like him is to have wisdom. He's all wise. All wise. He's, he is wisdom. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians uh, that God, uh, 1 Corinthians, God has made unto us Jesus' wisdom. Je Jesus is the wisdom of God. Amen. And last but not least, verse 32 to 36, it says, And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me. Watch daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself and all who hate me love death. So it is important that your life be marked with wisdom. Hear and listen to wisdom. Find wisdom, find life, and obtains favor from the Lord. Not only do a person who finds a wife obtains favor, but he that finds wisdom obtains favor from the Lord. Fail to, to, to find wisdom, you will injure yourself. How many know that the lack of understanding and the lack of wisdom will cause, sometimes it's not the devil, sometimes it's the lack of wisdom. <laughs> that went over real well. <laughs> you, if you hate wisdom, you'll, you'll love death. And, and, and this is my last scripture, I promise you. Deuteronomy 30, Deuteronomy chapter 30, the wisdom is available to you. I, you need to baptize yourself with the wisdom of God. The reading the Bible does not benefit God. It benefits you. Prayer does not benefit God. It benefits you and your neighbor. Come on. <laughs> Giving does not benefit God. It benefits you and your neighbor. Doing these spiritual disciplines will benefit you. Rest will benefit you, not God. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to read for God's glory. <laughs> that sounds nice. But you're really reading for your ignorance. <laughs> you're reading to get rid of your ignorance. You read, you're, you're worshiping for your awareness of who God is. The more you worship, the more you're aware of who he is and that he exists. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. God has placed before us life and death, blessings and curses, wisdom or ignorance. 
And he turns around. He's such a good God. He turns around and says, but if I were you, I would choose life. I would choose the blessing. I would choose the wisdom. There is no excuse for us not to have wisdom. We have, you will, you will not be able to say you had a pastor who did not preach wisdom to you. You will not be able to say you did not have a pastor who talked a lot about praying in tongues because there's a lack of it. You will not have a pastor. You will not be able to say, I didn't know you knew. So now do so that you can have the fruit of wisdom in your life. All right, real quick. You know, I always got to have a takeaway because he's like, that's a good word. But how do I get wisdom? Glad you asked real quick. <laughs> Three, six ways to get wisdom. Six ways. Here we go. You ready? Number one, you got to ask the Lord in faith for wisdom. James chapter one, verse five through eight. Again, I'm going to make sure we put those on the website. <laughs> Monica's like, yes. <laughs> ask the Lord in faith for wisdom. God, you know, and so what I do is I pray for wisdom for that day and I ask in faith. And then if there's a circumstance, I pray for wisdom for that circumstance. Then I don't ever go back and ask God for wisdom for that circumstance. I thank God for the wisdom for that circumstance. I thank God for the wisdom for that day. So wisdom is this unlimited sea. So he got more wisdom than I got issues. I need wisdom for this issue. So Father God, I get my wisdom scriptures. Father God, you say you store up wisdom for the upright. I thank you. You said that you give to all liberally. I'm asking for my liberal portion of wisdom for this situation. And I thank you for it in Jesus name. Then you thank God for the wisdom. I thank you for the wisdom. I don't go back and pray for the wisdom. I thank God for that day, for the wisdom of that situation or that day. Thank you for the wisdom. I have the wisdom. I have the mind of Christ. I thank you. I know what to do with this young son. I know what to do with this older son. I know what to do with this church member. I thank you, Lord, for the wisdom. I praise you and I glorify you for the wisdom of God. I thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Wisdom employs my mind. I thank you that wisdom is flowing through me. I thank you out of my mouth flows wisdom. I thank you I got the wisdom of God. I'll never be um, taken by surprise by what the enemy is doing. I'm as wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. I know what's going, what's happening. I thank you for the wisdom. And all of a sudden the word of wisdom hits you. All of a sudden the word of knowledge, stuff start coming up and you'll know. You'll know, go and check the diary. Go and check the history. Go, uh, go and listen, look at the text. Oh, go and look at the emails. Go and, and, and go and check the account. Go, I mean, are you with me? The wisdom of God will hit you out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you become successful in the area. And then there's one more victory on your chart. <laughs> go on to the next one. So you ask in faith. Number two, you got to digest the word of God. So wisdom is not just, oh, whew, but it's also the word of God. Sometimes he'll lead you to the right scriptures, the passages, the right narrative so that you can apply it to your life. So you got to digest the word of God. Don't just read it, but take it in every day. I have the oldest son reading. He can read now, right? <laughs> so why would I neglect the word of God for him reading the word of God? Starting in 2022, he's going to read the Bible every single day for the next eight years. Yeah, this is part of my duty as a pastor. 
I'm his pastor, I'm his father. So he's going to read. So right now he's reading Proverbs. So every day he reads Proverbs. He must really like Proverbs. I do. <laughs> I used to read it not only every day, but every Friday for the last five, well, for five years in a row, I read Proverbs every Friday night. It took me two and a half hours. I was praying in tongues while I was reading it. How did you do that? We'll talk another time. <laughs> and so he's reading Proverbs. Then I ask him, I say, okay, tell me what, what does this have to, what is this say? Don't tell me what you think about it, because that's subjective. But tell me what it says. Well, it says that I should love God. Okay, you're <laughs> tricky. No, that's easy to say. It's talking about wisdom. That's, no, no. Give me specific. What does the ant have to do with you? Not to be lazy. <laughs> Welcome to Wisdom 101. Are you with me? So it's not what you think about it, it's what it actually says. So I'm teaching them how to interpret the scriptures. Amen. All right, so you got to digest the word. Okay, um, two, you got to listen to wise people. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he that is wise walk with wise people. You got to listen to wise people. I, I have, there, there are men and women that are in my wife's and myself life, lives that we listen to. Several of them has been married over 30 years. One has been married over about 50 years. Show me wisdom. Teach me. Uh, others are successful in ministry. Teach me. Others are successful financially. Teach me. Others have successful children. Teach me. Wise people. I, I mean, I, I love older people. I've always been a, drawn to older people. I sit and I talk. Talk to me and I'm taking notes. They don't even know it. I'm getting wisdom. I'll give you an example. I'll never forget, Mom Graham told me this years ago. She says, you don't even have to worry about truth. Truth may take a long time to come out, but truth is like a train that's going up a mountain. You're not seeing it, but eventually the truth will come out. And when it comes on the other side of that mountain, nothing can stop it. I was like, whoa. That's when I was a youth pastor. Ooh, note, never forgot that. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? You need to get around some wise people. If your circle is not wise, <laughs> and you're the wisest person in your circle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're my Timothys. I'll be back. <laughs> I, need some, I need some Pauls. I need somebody to speak into my life. Talk to me. I text my bishop every other day. Come on. And he got a lot of pastors over him. So, hey, what's up? What's up with this? What's up? Every day. I talk to my old pastor. You know, I talk to, you know, mom and pop Graham. I talk to Dr. Odessa. I talk to Patrick's. I, I, I get around older folks. I need you. You're not going to leave here without pouring wisdom. Reverend Easter, I, give me wisdom. Speak to me. You are not going to leave this earth without talking to me. Um, my mom's spiritual mom, <laughs> I, as a kid, I attached myself to her. And I was calling her more than my mom as a teenager. <laughs> and I got the good stuff from talking to her. Are you with me? Get around wise people. You need somebody wiser than yourself so that you can confer with. And sometimes people confer with themselves. I got an associate and all she does, how she prays and, and, and all, she gets these words, but it's just her. Off. Isolation is the devil's playground. <laughs> That's not scripture, but I got a scripture that can support it in Proverbs that says you don't want to isolate yourself. Do not isolate yourself. I just want to spend time with God. No, you need God and other people. 
<laughs> I know Vicky Wines meant what she said. As long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody. No, you need somebody else. I need people. <laughs> Speak to me. Correct me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So if, if you want this wisdom that's from God, you got to get around some wise people. Single people don't need to tell married people how to be married. <laughs> people without kids don't need to tell somebody how to raise their kids. <laughs> hey, hey, sit down and do something. Oh, I, I, you know, young man, 26 years, I'm a prophet. Sit your butt down and pray in tongues eight hours for eight years and then come talk to me. You prophesied that to you. I'm a prophet. I'm 27. No, sit your butt. One guy, he's like, I'm a spiritual father. He's 27 years old. You say, no, you're not. You're a big brother to those young people. Mature into a spiritual fatherhood. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wise people. <laughs> Listen to the wise people. All right. Next one, real quick. Fear the Lord. Proverbs 9 and 10 says the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. How do you fear the Lord? You worship him. You reverence him. You obey him. You hearken to his word. You seek his approval. You go after him. You stand in awe of him. You're afraid to sin against him. Lord, I love you so much. May the fear of God hit me. May I be a man fear. That, that I tell, we have our confessions with the kids. And I say, I'm not afraid of anybody or anyone except for God. I fear no one but God. Well, what does that mean, Dad? Am I supposed to be afraid of him? No, you're supposed to reverence him. And when you fear something, you are giving reverence to that thing that you fear. You fear an animal. You, you think that snake is bigger than you. Now, I don't fear you, snake. I don't like you, but I don't fear you. I'm sorry. All right, next one. I got two more. Study secular materials with the aid of the Holy Spirit. Study There are some things that you're going to find in the secular world. And the world secular is a view without God. So secular music, secular world, secular materials, it's a view without God in it. There are things that we can learn from people who don't know God. It is foolish to think that if I just pray and study in the Bible, I have everything I need. Even Paul, who wrote Timothy and says, when Troas comes, make sure he brings the books of the parchments. <laughs> they, these are not Bible scriptures. These are other books. So you don't be one of those Christians. I, as amazing people say, I just read the Bible and pray. Okay, something's wrong with you. You know, Paul was raised up in the best, had the best education. Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house. He had the best, he read other stuff. Reading other things do not, it, it will not take away from your spirituality. It will only enhance it. There's some things that they have learned that we can grow from. Amen. And we can take those things and with the wisdom of God, it'll be a far greater reach. They only do on this surface, but we can go after the, the things that matters the most in eternity. There's a saying, it's like what we do on the earth will echo in eternity. Isn't that profound? I got that from a movie, Braveheart. <laughs> it was like, like it was, but what, what they, what that person, Mel Gibson, what, and he said that it's just like, whoa, that's, that's God inspired that. <laughs> I don't care if you were drunk when you did it, because you know he's a drunk. You know, but you know, he's just like, hey, God, God used him with the passion of the Christ. Praise the Lord. That I look at that thing, be like Jesus. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry. All right, last, the last one, last one. All right, here we go. So you gonna study secular materials, right? YouTube, podcasts, books, come on. 
I'm learning some stuff from Will Smith. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yes. There was something he said. He says, um, he's, he was quoting his dad. He's like, two people are in charge. Somebody got to die. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> that boy is preaching with the cuss words. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he could be anointed when he wants to and then get right at the flesh. <laughs> Why you got to use the A word? Why you got to? <laughs> Sorry. Um, last one. <laughs> pray in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, pray in other tongues. The wisdom of God. It's something about that. God will download wisdom to you. Whatever circumstances you're facing, when you pray in the Spirit, you release. The Bible says in Corinthians that we speak the wisdom of God. When you pray in tongues, you're speaking wisdom. It says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto man, but how been in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So as you pray in tongues, first, that's 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. When you speak, speak in tongues, you're praying mysteries, the mysteries of God. And those mysteries, as you continue to pray, see, you're, you're, God ex- wants to answer those prayers in tongues just as much he wants to answer those prayers in English or your native tongues. And one day, if you continue to pray in tongues, the wisdom of God will flood your mind concerning what you prayed. Begin to pray in tongues, and you'll begin to release the wisdom of God for your future. We, me and Courtney, we say, we've been saying it for years. you got to pray it out before you walk it out. So there's some things you need to pray it out. Pray in the Spirit. Why are you in the car? And you got the mask. They don't have to see your mouth. Before the mass, I was doing it without it. I was like, pray in the spirit. Pray, pray, pray. Pray down God's wisdom in your life. You will have wisdom in every affair of your, every area of your life. If you'll just pray in tongues long enough. The problem is most people don't pray in tongues long enough. Um, we, I had a young man, a young lady who, who, who was dealing with depression and, um, and she was part of the youth ministry and she said in an interview that, oh, they just, my youth pastor, they just kind of told me to pray in tongues and I needed some mental help. And I, I told Courtney, I said, if she would continue to pray in tongues, the depression would broke over her life. Amen. Well, the problem is people only pray in tongues when they get a quickening. Don't wait for a quickening. You, you welcome the movings of the Spirit every day. Just praying out the Spirit. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what is happening when you're praying in the Spirit. So give yourself over to prayer, specifically praying in the Spirit. Pray much in tongues. You can pray. I tell you, I, I, I struggled with depression as a youth pastor, and I, I broke it through the prayer in other tongues. Praying in tongues will change your life. I will not get off of this until Jesus cracks the sky. Pray in the spirit. And the reason why we're talking about this is because you don't do it enough. I don't do it enough. Pray, pray, pray. Pray heaven in your life. Pray heaven down. Get anointed. Get anointed to, to, before you start your work day. Be anointed for your kids, your grandkids, your spouse, your, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, be anointed. Get a, pray down heaven in your relationships. 
pray down heaven on your job. Holy Spirit, I said this when I first started. Holy Spirit is a genius. And if you'll listen to him, he'll make you look like one. He knows everything. He wants to fill you to overflowing. Every day we should be filled with the Spirit. There, there are so many people who use profanity. It's, it's ridiculous. When I was at Budweiser, people would, one girl, she was a Muslim girl, loved her to life, had to stop following her because when she would go on vacation, her bathing suit was like, no. Courtney said, let me see. Oh, no, you can't follow her. I was like, Jesus is Lord. I, I told her, I said, I have to stop following you. She said, why? I said, because what you had on, I don't want to see. I don't want to see my wife like that, not you. I respect you. You're a man of God. Maybe Jesus, no, she didn't say that out of heart. I wanted to say, maybe there's something to this Jesus. She didn't say that. <laughs> I wanted to say. But she did tell me pray one time. She, she grabbed my head. I said, Jesus. <laughs> She's like, pray, Dwayne. <laughs> She thought I was praying about the job. I was praying, Lord, protect me, deliver me. I will not sleep with anybody but my wife. All right, let me, okay, this is a side note. Lord told me this years ago. He said, don't you ever take off your wedding ring. I see all people, like, I'm like, why me? Because it's a reminder. I'm in covenant with God and Courtney. It will never be broken. That's right, amen. amen. This is, and she said to me on my wedding day, this is for life. <laughs> so pray in the spirit and you'll have the wisdom of God for every circumstance. Not only pray in the spirit, but you got to start praying in the spirit. Spend that time praying in the spirit. I try to do it when I'm working out. <laughs> Lord, how can I do this? How can I go beyond? God knows your body better than you. He'll lead you and guide you. I, 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 I never, I've never told this publicly. Uh, a few years ago, they diagnosed me with pre-diabetic. I didn't even tell my wife, because if I told my wife I was eat, I'd be eating grass. Because I knew, I knew what was up. I was like, no, if I tell her this, she's she going she gonna to pull out the whip, and I'm going to eat grass. And be like, hey. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, no. I'm not going to tell her. <laughs> so what I did is I, I said, Lord, you know, this is not my lot in life. What I need to do, so I start doing the intermittent intermittent fasting. I wasn't trying to fast, but I did it. Went back to the doctor after that year, totally gone. Has never been back. A one C is three or something. <laughs> and the doctor's like, "This is impossible." I speak to it every day. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will lead you and guide you with your body. I want to be 80 years old looking better than Kenneth Copeland. You know, what do I need to do? Well, he hasn't had a cookie in 45 years. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm about to get some cake today. <laughs> Birthday party. <laughs> but you, you, you see what I'm saying? You, you got you to do the natural and you got to do the supernatural. It's our time. It's our time. Come on, let's step up. Let's, let's get the wisdom of God in our every relationship. Get wisdom. Every situation, wisdom with your money. Next year, this time, next year, this time, you will not be in the same place you are. Amen. 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 Join me standing. Wait, well, before you do that, every eye open, every head up, if you're not born again, I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want Jesus. I want, beyond the wisdom, I want Jesus because he is the wisdom. Is there one here? You've never been born again. Or you say, Pastor Dwayne, I'm backslidden.
and I don't know Jesus in part of my sin. I, I've walked away. And today I want to turn back. Is there one? Is there one? Is there anyone here who says, I heard you talk about tongues, but I don't know how to speak in tongues. I want to receive this, my heavenly language. Is there one? Is there one? Okay, let's join me standing. Lift up your hands. And with your own words, you ask God for wisdom. Go ahead, open your mouths. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom. Lord, I need wisdom in every area. Lord, I need your wisdom. God, I want to please you. Give me wisdom. I want to please you with wisdom, God. Make me a wise person. Not for my sake, for your sake. God, help me to lead your people. Help me to lead my family. God, I want your wisdom. I need wisdom, Father. You said, Lord, that wisdom cries out loud. Lord, I hear wisdom. My ears are anointed to hear wisdom. You have wisdom stored up for me. I'm righteous because of Jesus. And I receive that wisdom that's stored up for the righteous. Thank you, Lord. And wisdom in my body, wisdom in my mind, wisdom in every area, God. I want to please you with everything within me. You call me. I want to fulfill my call, God. It takes wisdom to fulfill this call. I want to love my wife like Jesus loves the church. I need wisdom. I want to pastor these boys like never before. Give me wisdom. Wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Say, Father God, baptize me with wisdom from on high. Mark my days with wisdom. In Jesus' name. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.